Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, happy to have you back for another episode of the podcast today. I wanted to speak to you a bit about separation. And the reason why I was thinking about this is because I've come across a handful of couples over the last like two weeks with people starting being separated when they reach out or people considering separation after they initially reach out. And so I thought I would share some thoughts about things that you can consider before you make this decision. And if you're already separated, some things that you can consider to know what the next step is. Because I think so many couples get the advice that they should separate, especially in the beginning when the discovery is made. Or they think to themselves that, well, because things are going really poorly, that maybe they should separate. That oftentimes, well, I wouldn't say oftentimes, for a lot of couples, that is like the next step that they think of because they aren't sure what else to do. And so again, I wanted to share some thoughts and things that you can consider before you make that decision and what to do if you're already there. So in my mind, there's two different considerations when it comes to deciding if separation is going to be the right move for you. And I see things uh, a little bit differently. If you followed along the podcast, the way that I approach healing addiction and relationships is very different than the traditional way. And I think it, it still is true for me that I see separation in a different way as well. And I've seen this work really, really effectively. And so again, I, I, I know that everybody has a different way of doing it and a different approach, but I want to share with you what I've seen to be most effective. And so when I consider this, there's two considerations. The first one, I want to break these up and share some stories and examples and things. So the very first consideration, when somebody asks me, do you think that we should separate? First of all, I never, as a therapist, I never, well, I guess some therapists answer that question directly. I don't answer those types of questions. If somebody says, hey, should I get a divorce? Should I get separated? Should we do this? Should I have a kid? Is now the right time for this? I never answer those questions directly for a couple of reasons. Number one, everybody's situation is so unique. And even if they share their details of their situation, I want to empower them to make those decisions for themselves. But I feel like my role is to give you solid information and things that you can consider while you're making that decision. And so I don't want that to feel kind of like a cop-out where you know somebody comes to me for advice. Well, I don't actually give... Uh, I don't actually give advice in terms of you should do this or you shouldn't do this, but I definitely want to give you a framework to consider because I think that'll help you go further. So I, I guess as a sidebar, as I think about this, so I work with couples, I have a 12 week program. And so my goal is to get them everything that they need within that 12 weeks. And somebody might say, well, doesn't healing take longer than that? For a lot of people, you can get to such a solid place and be where you want to be within those 12 weeks. And then it's a matter of just continuing to implement. So yes, healing can absolutely occur in a short amount of time within those 12 weeks. I see it over and over again. And a part of the reason why I want to condense it in this way is because I want to give couples frameworks that they can then use forever. So instead of coming to therapy and spending 12 months, 18 months, which happens for other, you know, other therapists when they have, they just kind of, uh, without a framework, I think it, therapy can last forever. I want people to come in, get the tools they need in an accelerated way, help me integrate them and support them in the healing process, heal 
these underlying reasons why things are happening, give them frameworks to be successful. And then after the 12 weeks, sometimes people want check-in sessions and that's fine. But a lot of times people get these, they, they get what they need and they can move forward with their life. And the reason why I structure things in this way is because I teach them frameworks within the 12 weeks and I help them implement the frameworks and then they can apply those forever because there's always going to be a challenge whether it's with parenting or the relationship, there might be disagreements or something might feel off or not knowing what to do about where to move or finances. There's always something that we're dealing with. But if you have a framework to know what to consider and how to approach something, then you'll be successful forever. And so with all that being said, there's a framework that I use when it comes to separations. The first thing that I consider, this is my first, these are, like there's two considerations. Number one, I always start with the outcome in mind. So if somebody were to ask, should we get separated? I say, well, let's talk about that and tell me what your situation is and what things are you thinking about? And ultimately, what is your goal by separating? What's the outcome that you want? Because if you're not sure what it is, or if your outcome is such that separation is not the right choice, if it won't get you to that outcome, then I want to share with you what I've seen in the past and and how that outcome, how, how this approach of separation won't actually get you there. I want, to, I want to arm you with all this knowledge and information and research and evidence and examples so that then you can decide, is this something that you want to do? So the first thing is outcome first. And the first outcome, it's usually one of two. And I will start with the first one. And then just after I share some examples, I'll go to the second one. Usually people say, I want to get separated because things are going very poorly. And I want to be able to grow together eventually with my spouse. I want to ultimately create connection and have a happy relationship where we're not fighting. And so when somebody tells me that that's their outcome and that's their goal for separation, I tell them that I've never, ever seen that be successful. I've never seen a separation in and of itself provide that type of an outcome. So there's lots of nuances with this. So I want to take my time and explain some of these things and things that I think about just with that statement of I've never seen that actually work. I want to share with you a story of somebody that I was working with where when they when he reached out, he said, I'm going to be doing individual therapy. My wife isn't really interested at this time. Maybe she will be in the future. And so I said, great, let's focus on you and get you in a place where we can have this addiction resolved. And then we can talk about tools to approach the relationship to see then if we can set the stage for her being ready to do couples work. So he did a phenomenal job working through his individual process. And then he wanted to start to see if he could repair the relationship. So I'd give him tools and things that he can do to take back into the relationship because they were separated at the time. And she had just found out about everything that had happened in the history. So as he was having conversations with her, as he was starting to understand her pain more and be there for her more and support her and try to create these, not not try, but to actually create moments of connection between the two, things started to improve. And then there were a couple of things that were necessary for him to share, things that had happened in the past that she was not aware of that were a part of the addiction. And so he shared those things with her. And of course it was completely devastating for her. And she did not want to move forward in terms of the relationship any longer. And 
he was devastated himself because he wanted so badly to be able to recover the relationship and move forward together because he cared about her. But he understood that him withholding these secrets, of course, just reinforced the lack of trust that was in the relationship. And so a part of what, uh, when I'm working with people, they can call me or text me whenever they're stuck, they can, they can reach out and I can support them in between sessions because I know questions can arise. And so I remember getting a call from him and he was just distraught because of the effect that these disclosures had on her and he didn't know what to do, but he still didn't want to give up. And so I shared with him what he can do. And I said, the key, because right now she's alone, right? She's alone. She's processing this by herself. She's devastated. She's isolated. She's feeling lonely. The key is to help her feel understood, validate her pain, express understanding, and do anything that you can to create a sense of comfort and reassurance. And so ultimately what that looks like is conversations where she can share what's going on for her and he doesn't then get defensive or shut down or minimize it or avoid. It's leaning into what she's going through and trying to be there for her in a different way, being open, being willing to hear what she's saying, being willing to validate and just step into her experience and be there with her. And so I, I gave him that, that, that direction and those suggestions. And he was so committed to this process of wanting things to get better that he did exactly that. And instead of getting defensive or going into a shame, because we had worked on things with regard to shame, because oftentimes when people think they're a bad guy, they, they isolate and they withdraw and they shut down themselves, which leaves their wife even more alone. And so he worked through this to be able to be there for her and having multiple conversations with her in a, in, in a matter of a handful of days in literally less than one week, she said that she doesn't want to remain separated anymore and she wants to move forward in the relationship. And it was just such a dramatic change because he was able to be there for her in the way that she needed him to be. And it was such a cool thing to watch because they both wanted to heal and she didn't think it was possible because of the amount of pain that she was in and because she had never really received the support that she needed through the marriage that once he learned the skill of how to create connection, he was able to implement that in the relationship and turn things around in a very short amount of time. And the reason why she said, I don't feel like I need to separate anymore is because she was getting the connection and the safety that she needed and the closeness in the relationship that she had always been craving. For her, that was the reason to say, okay, if he's not into this, if he doesn't want to do the work, if he doesn't want to try, then I can't keep putting myself out there. So he bridged the gap and closed the distance because when people say, I want to grow together with my spouse, I want to create connection with them. My thought for doing that is separation. My thought is that just that never works because that's not the formula. That's not the framework to create connection. The framework to create a sense of closeness and build the relationship is not distance. It's actually the opposite. We want to get closer on an emotional level and create those moments of connection through conversation, through spending time, and through being vulnerable with one another, and then responding in a very positive, empathetic, and compassionate way. So when people say distance, my thought is you're taking a step away from one another. If you're trying to get closer, that's not the way to do it. It, it all comes down to 
So this is the consideration. Relationships get into better places when people learn the skills necessary to resolve the reason why they're struggling. So my client learned how to create connection. He learned the framework and the approach and simply implemented that, which then created that moment of closeness and those multiple moments of closeness. It fostered that with her to the point where she says, this is all I was looking for. I don't actually want to be away. I just didn't know what else to do because I wasn't feeling close. I wasn't feeling like things were making progress between us. I was hurting and I was by myself. So I'm just, I'm taking another step back to try to not feel so bad. So sometimes people take separation in that, in that frame of mind and say, well, I just don't want to feel so bad. And if that's your goal is just to not feel bad, then yes, separation can help with that because if you're, if you're currently in a relationship without the skills to resolve problems problems and move forward, yes, you can take a step back and you won't feel bad. However, then you stay stuck. Then the relationship doesn't progress. Then you're not moving in the same direction at all. You're simply just avoiding pain. It's almost like a way to, uh, I guess maybe that's the best way to say it. It's a way to avoid pain. But most people's goal isn't to simply just avoid pain. It really is to heal. And so learning the skill necessary wherever you are, maybe it's learning how to connect. Maybe it's learning how to communicate more effectively without fighting. Maybe it's learning compromise. Maybe it's learning how to spend time together. Maybe it's there needs to be a sense of honesty in the relationship or like a foundation of honesty. There's, there's dozens of skills that we need to be successful in a relationship. And so being able to isolate and identify what skill is missing will then help you understand what you need to put your attention and your focus on. So if your goal, to summarize all of that, your goal, if that is to create connection and draw closer to one another and foster the relationship, it is not done through separation. It's done by learning the skills that you need to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. And if that really is the next step for you is to learn those skills, you don't have to separate. And these skills and these frameworks can be implemented immediately. So just like the client that I was referring to, within one week, they changed their their living situation because he learned what to do and he implemented it. And now it's a matter of just reinforcing it. Again, which in my mind is like, I, therapy doesn't need to last for five years because once you know what to do, and then you work through the blocks that make it difficult to do it, then it's just a matter of following through and staying consistent and just and doing what you learned how to do. So that's the first consideration. The second one, sometimes people say, well, when is separation a good idea or something that is worth considering? The only time really that I've ever seen separation be an effective step forward is if let's say, uh, the wife, she's in a situation where her husband is not taking the opportunities to put in the effort to learn new skills of creating safety in the relationship. And so separation, I'll share with you maybe a story to help illustrate this. I remember meeting, meeting with a woman, this was years ago, and session after session, we would have the same conversation. She would come in and tell me about something that had happened that week and it was some like breach of trust or a a slip up had happened uh, with her husband falling back into old patterns or he had lied again 
or something that was just damaging their relationship continued to happen. And I would offer, I would offer similar, it was all in the same thread of, okay, like this is, these are the things to consider. And I would be there for her weekly or however often she came in to process where she was and processed what prevented her from taking the next step that she know that she knew that she needed to take. And usually it's fear because when I said, okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I want you to consider this. If your husband never changes, are you okay with staying in this type of a relationship with these types of decisions that are being made with these types of responses to your pain? Is that something that you can live with? And she would always say, no, I cannot live with that. I don't want that to keep happening. And so if she says, I don't want this to keep happening, but then nothing changes in the relationship and her approach doesn't change, then the, the relationship is on a trajectory that also doesn't change. And so I would have her consider that question, is this something that you can tolerate? And if you don't feel safe in this relationship and you know that you need to have safety in order for you to function as an individual, what does that look like for you? How do you want to create that safety? And one of the things that she was considering was separation. And I said, well, separation in these instances, I've seen help kickstart men into doing what they, they need to do. They, it can help kickstart them into the process of getting into action. Because most men that, I, that I've worked with, even in these circumstances where they're not really actively working on the addiction, they're not actively working on the relationship, it's not actually that they don't care. A lot of times it's their own shame and their fears that get in the way of them taking steps. And so I, I told her, I said, I've seen when, people, when women set these boundaries in place and say, I can only stay in a relationship with you if you're willing to work on things. I don't need you to be perfect, but I do need you to recognize that this pattern is not working and that I cannot continue to put myself in this situation where I'm continually being traumatized without you making an effort and trying. And if you're not willing to work on that, I can't make you. And the good thing about coming to these kinds of conclusions and putting these boundaries in place is you don't have to beg and plead and push and prod and nag and police. No woman wants to do that. And so when she says, I can no longer stay in this type of situation because you're not willing to work on it, then when she puts that boundary in place and says, I'm going to have to take a step back and create my own safety, within myself because you're not fostering that within the relationship that is one of the only times i've ever seen separation work towards couples coming back together because that is one of the ways if she says and again there are so many nuances that, to this and sometimes i guess as a sidebar i hesitate to bring up very polarizing topics like this because there are so many nuances. And so I don't want people to walk away with a certain message and apply it to their relationship when it really shouldn't be applied given other things, other circumstances and other variables. So I, I realized that I could spend half a day talking through each nuance and every example. So I'm trying to just give frameworks and principles for you to consider. 
So, okay, that is a sidebar. Again, I know there's like things that you might have questions just as you're listening to this. Well, what about this? And oh, okay, if he says this, then I need to do this. That's why I kind of hesitate to to talk about certain topics, but I felt like this is something that I, that I I feel it could benefit a lot of people. So I'm just, again, keeping all of that in mind, right? Taking this with a grain of salt, given that there are other variables in your situation that I'm not speaking to that might change the equation. So I've seen this be one of the only things in these types of scenarios when the husband says, I'm not going to work on this. I, I don't want to change. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't really matter. And the wife says, well, I, okay, if that's where you're coming from, then I can no longer stay in this relationship. And then she takes a step back. That new variable can then cause or influence a husband to reevaluate things. And it isn't because, again, a lot of t- most of the men that I work with anyways, I know this is not true for every man, but most of the men that I work with, again, their desire, their lack of, their seeming lack of desire to, to work on things is often rooted in their own insecurities and fears and shames and shame. So when the wife says, I can't do this anymore, this is breaking me, that causes the husband to reevaluate things and says, I don't want to lose you though. And so it helps to kind of propel him to take the next step to start getting some tools and help and support to work through these things that are getting in the way of him making changes that are, that can help him make changes in the addiction in the relationship within himself and become a different person. So when the wife takes a step and says, I'm not going to be in this situation anymore where there is no safety, where you're not working on things, that can be one of the, you know, those railroad tracks, right? You, you, there's one railroad track that then diverges into two, those decision points that can be this type of scenario, a separation can become one of those decision points for a man. The last thing that I'll share with this is if he's working on it, I, I'm working with a couple right now in the beginning because sometimes people say, well, he keeps acting out or he keeps lying. He keeps betraying my trust. Well, what do I do with that? The consideration, the framework that I would have you consider is, is he actively working on this? Is he trying? And if he is working on this and he is trying, there's two things to consider within that. Number one, does he have the right tools? Because if he simply just recommits to do better, but doesn't have the skill set to actually follow through on that change, then he needs guidance that can help give him that skill set. This goes back to that first thing that I'd mentioned. We want people to develop the skills necessary to create change and bridge the gap. And simply committing to do better isn't enough. If, there's a, if, if things are happening over and over again, it means it's just an indication that there's a lack of a skill that's present that needs to be in order to truly create change. Sometimes that's an internal belief, a negative belief about yourself. Sometimes it's not knowing what to do. Sometimes it's needing help to break habits. There's a handful of things that, that need to be addressed when somebody's making changes. But going back to this other consideration, sometimes people will question, okay, well, what if this keeps happening and he says that he is trying or he really does want to make change? What do I do with that? I think it does go back to, it makes me think about a couple that I remember working with. He came in, he initiated therapy, he said, I've, I've betrayed my wife's trust. I don't want this to continue to happen. And we started working through the process and then he kept lying. And then he'd come into session. He's like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I know that I need to tell the truth. And so it's, again, my job, in my opinion, is to be a detective and figure out why it's happening. 
Because if I, if I simply tell him, hey, you know that you shouldn't be lying. Hey, you know that this is destroying the relationship. He already knows all of that. So I don't need to just remind him of that. And so my goal is to become a detective, as it were, and try to uncover exactly why it keeps happening. And for him, it happened to be because he was terrified that if he did tell the truth to his wife, that she was going to leave. And so once we identify the reason why he wasn't being honest, then we can work with that. I can help him develop that skill or I can help shift his perspective on things so he can then follow through and be honest. And so what we did in this particular situation was I turned to his wife and I said, because again, the couple's work is so important for this reason. If he was coming in alone and I just say, hey, listen, you know that you can't be lying and this isn't going to work. He would nod in agreement and say, I know, I get that. And I'll try harder the next week. The same thing would happen. So knowing that that was his fear and it was within the relationship context, I simply turned to his wife and said, what happens for you when you hear him say how scared he is of losing you, that if he were to share the truth that you would leave? She said, it's the total opposite for me. I can work with honesty, even if it's something that I can't, uh, that I don't want to hear. I can work with that because then I know he's being transparent. Then I know he's committed. Then I know he really is taking accountability and ownership over, over what's going on. And I can work with that. But when he lies to me, that is the thing that's pushing me further and further away to the point where I will leave. Because I can't stay in this relationship that's continuing to be damaged and him not change in this area. And he's not putting in this effort to make these changes because she didn't see that there was progress being made, right? So she said, eventually, this is going to be the thing that does kill the relationship. When she turned to him and told him that and said that she can work with honesty and work with whatever's going on, that broke this negative belief inside of him. And so these follow-up sessions, I would check in with him and say, how did things go this week? And he's like, awesome. Because this thing came up and instead of this knee-jerk reaction that says, don't tell her, she's going to be mad. And if she gets mad, she's going to leave. He was reassured by the conversation they had in session. And then he said to himself like, okay, this is still scary for me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. And he does. And then her response is, thank you for being honest. That really does, that, that means the world to me when I know that I can start to believe what you say. And then that response helped to reinforce this new belief that he was forming that it's okay to be honest. And even if she does get mad, she's still willing to stay and work on things because of the honesty. So I share that story to reinforce the idea that the goal is truly to create the skills necessary in the relationship to be successful. And so if people say, well, my, my trust is continuing to be betrayed. There's still lying going on. We're, we're feeling like we're not moving forward. I always begin by identifying what is missing, what skill or belief or habit do we need to start to integrate in order for this to not happen anymore, which then resolves the problem at the core so the separation wouldn't even be a necessary step for so many people in this type of a situation if he's willing to work on it again i'm talking in the context of him working on it if he's willing to work on it the goal is to help get in those skills helping him get those skills it doesn't take that long when you have the frameworks that you need to be successful again the goal is to get the frameworks remove the blocks that are out of the way 
And then you're going to start to see progress and momentum, which then like people are happy with. People usually are not ex- most, uh, I, you know what, uh, anytime I've ever asked this question, if I, if I ask one of the, a wife and say, do you expect him to be perfect? Are you only going to be satisfied if he's perfect and never makes a mistake? And she always says, of course not. I know that's not even possible, but I do expect him to be working on this. And so as he's making changes and learning new skills and putting things in place, she starts to feel reassured that creates safety in the relationship, which fosters ultimately, if the goal is to grow closer, the separation doesn't do that. It's the skills that does it. And so separation, again, I guess to summarize the second consideration, or rather to summarize the entire thing, I would encourage you to consider what is your outcome? What do you hope to accomplish by separating? And if it's to draw closer to one another, the separation, I've never seen do that. The skills that you need to do that. And this is where I think so many people just need some help. They need support. They need guidance or a mentor or getting getting direction from somebody who knows how to help you, who's done it with other people or 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 knows the path rather let's say you just need to get the direction that you need from somebody who knows the path if that's your goal is to move forward if your goal is to create safety if the husband is not working on things that's when i have seen separation be something that can get you that outcome because if he's not willing to take advantage of opportunities and work on things and acknowledge and put forth effort And she says, well, I can't stay in that type of relationship. I need to take a step back for the purpose of establishing my own sense of safety because he's not working on it. Then it can achieve this outcome of, okay, now I can have a safe place to work on and, and like feel like things are stable. I can stabilize the, the side benefit of doing that again, only as I'm discussing about it specifically in the context of him not being willing to change that can often influence and kickstart him into being willing to take the steps towards making changes because that just reevaluates the whole situation by adding this additional variable. So I hope that as you're listening to this, that if you're considering, if this is where your situation is and you're considering this, or if you're currently in the middle of this, if you're currently separated, again, the goal is to simply get the skills necessary to heal. And when somebody comes to me, in the beginning, and they say, we're separated, but we want to heal. My goal is to end the separation as quick as possible in a way that does feel safe and comfortable for them both by helping them get the skills. Because once the separation, people outgrow separation a lot faster than they think if they get the skills, right? It becomes, you outgrow separation by getting skills. So I want to end the separation by helping them get those skills because then there's more opportunities and moments for them to build the relationship. If you're only seeing each other once every other week, it's very difficult to heal a marriage that's been damaged by betrayal and addiction. Spending two hours, four hours, eight hours a month together. But once you get the skills to be able to come back together, it it allows you more opportunities to keep growing and to keep moving forward and building on the progress that you have. So I want to end the separation in a way that's comfortable by getting skills so that people can take a step forward. And again, as I have said earlier in the episode, there are so many different nuances to people's situations. So I would encourage you, if you're considering this and you think to yourself, I might want to find, you know, I might want to be separated or when is it time to get back together? I would encourage you to reach out and get support and direction and guidance 
to make these decisions by getting the skills necessary that you need so that then the dynamic can change completely. So I know that there are situations that I, I have not addressed. Again, there's no way to address all of them in one episode, but I hope that at least a couple of these frameworks can help give you some direction to know how to make these decisions and know what next step you need to have in place and how to do that so that then you can truly get the outcome that you're going for. So I hope that helps. I look forward to speaking with you guys next week and I wish you the best as you're trying to navigate this very difficult situation. I know it can be overwhelming, so that's why I wanted to offer an episode about this and and help those who are in this situation. All right, thank you and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly,